Hey, it's Pete Price, and my podcast today is with Marcus Collins. He's got a great show that he's involved with. Everybody's talking about the musicals. It's on in September, and it's at the Bond Church. He's going to talk about Australia. He's going to talk about the X Factor. He's going to talk about his new life. He's changed his life because of lockdown. Have a listen now to the fabulous Liverpool boy himself, Marcus Collins, who was in Kinky Boots and was sensational. Liverpool Live. Marcus Collins, hello. Good evening, Peter. How are you? I'm not very happy with you. Where are you? I'm in Grand Canaria, honestly. Don't judge me. I'm having a lovely time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, this year, since we got told to go away and retrain, I've put myself back in uni. So I've been studying university with Open Uni. I'm doing psychology and counselling. And it's been non-stop alongside doing all of the work and traveling to Australia and doing everything. I've been studying as a mature student. So I needed just a couple of days break. And I'm enjoying the lovely weather and the sunshine here. And um, I'm delighted to speak to you. That's great. That's great. It's absolutely great. I'm really thrilled. I wanted to talk to you. We knew you went to Australia. Tell us about that trip first, because that was really interesting. It was. So over in uh, February, we flew to Adelaide with a show called The Choir of Man, which is a show that has done so many different bits and bobs. It's done things on cruise ships. There's talk of it being in Vegas, it's done the West End, it's travelled internationally, done a European tour, it's an incredible show, and it's a group of English lads in the pub talking and opening the space to discuss mental health in men, and opening the space to share music and joy, and we were so blessed to be able to do that at the Adelaide Fringe Festival, and we were one of the headliners, which was incredible, so we had a, a huge arena, and, you know... It was it was just phenomenal to be able to perform like that, especially, you know, back home, everybody was struggling so hard and yeah. COVID had hit the UK and Europe so badly. So to be able to escape and explore Australia, a completely new continent, which is so fresh, was a breath of fresh air, even though the two weeks in isolation was dreadful. For I was going to yeah. say, so you had to go into isolation both ways? Uh Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It was eight days on the way back, and it was 15 days on the way there. Wow. So we flew, and we stopped over at, um, I've forgotten now, uh, Qatar, and then we had to, we were put in a hotel on the 1st of February, and we were not released until the 15th of February, and it was a lot. It really, really was uh, a challenge for my mind. It was really hard. I bet it was. And of course, I presume you were all in individual rooms, so you weren't even with each other. Wow. Nobody, I didn't see, the only time I saw a human being was when I was COVID tested every three or four days when somebody came to the door. And um, (laughs) the irony was not lost. When a guy called Gary one day, I was chatting to him, he came to do my COVID test and had studied and lived in in Liverpool and Mm. he studied in West Derby and lived in West Derby and studied in Liverpool and he was swabbing me in Australia. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, you're over there now in Gran Canaria. Tell everybody now, because people still want to go away, um, how it was going there and how it is coming back. Give us a a flavour. Okay. So, to get over to the Canary Islands at the moment, you need to be able to prove that you have a negative COVID result. 
uh, which is roughly about fifty pounds, which you can do online, and you can turn up at uh, various medical centres yeah. and be tested, and they will provide you with an email documents by medical professionals to say that you are negative and safe to fly. You then need to do a document to say uh, it's a locator form for the Spanish government so they know exactly who's coming in and out of the country. They will provide you with a QR code that is uh, available by email or on your wallet and you can have on your phone. So I flew over um, yesterday and uh, there was no question. I actually wasn't asked for my COVID form. They didn't ask whether I had it or didn't have it. Right. Controversially. So, yes, that was quite interesting. And then when I got to the airport at Gran Canaria, uh, we went, I went straight through, and then they asked me for my locator form, and that was great. So on the way back, I need to be able to prove that I have a negative form, and then I will have to isolate from day two, and I will also, uh, sorry, I'll have to isolate for 10 days, and I test on day two, and I test on day eight. Um, I can pay a premium to test on day five, yeah. and if both are negative, then I can be released back into the wild like the feral creature that I am. I'm glad you told us that, because it will help people, because people are still confused what's going on. Marcus, you've had a great career, and you've still got a great career ahead of you. You're going into a show called Everybody's Talking About the Musicals on the 4th of September at the Bombed Out Church. I've never seen a cast like it. Honestly, I'm so excited. So working alongside Gillian Hardy is a career highlight for me. Having worked with her on Kinky Boots the Musical in the West End, mm -hmm. the originating roles in the West End was just so exciting. And Gillian lives in Crosby, same as me. I was brought up there, and uh, we have both managed to jump on the property ladder and to have two gay people from the same little village that have managed to go down to the West End and perform in this brand new musical yeah. and originate roles has just been so incredible and insane. It's just, it never happened. So we work together all the time and we do things, you know, together. We do self-tapes together and everything. But for this show, I'm so excited to be on stage with her and to be singing alongside her because she is a an incredible talent. There's also another two great performers. We've got a great choreographer. We've got Liverpool Theatre School. They're bringing all their brand new fresh talent in. So we're doing a lot of modern music and a lot of the modern musical. So it's not necessarily going to be all lame is and, you know, three and a half hours of misery, which sometimes a lot of those songs can be quite, um, they tell really sad stories. Yeah. We're going to do the modern stuff. We're going to mix it up and we're going to try and invoke energy into our audience. We have a show at 6 and at 8.30 on the 4th at the Bombdell Church and the tickets are available at Liverpool Theatre Festival and the Bombdell Church, what a great venue. Yeah, like, absolutely. I that a couple yeah. of days yeah. ago and it looked so beautiful. For me, this is going to be something that I'm going to be so proud to put on my CV. It's, it's tremendous. It's a hell of a cast and I can't wait to see it. Now, I've got to ask, you said you went for a proper job and you become a student, a mature student. Was that a big yeah. decision to make? It was, and it was one that was kind of nudged by our government at the moment. And it's something that I'm so glad that I've managed to do because being able to get back into education is something that I've tiptoed around because as creatives, we kind of get uh, shoehorned into just doing that. So to be able to lean back into education and into writing and doing essays and 
being part of lectures and being part of a community online has been absolutely incredible. Um, and psychology and counselling for me has always been really, really important because it's so impo- it's so important for people to understand the fundamental basics and foundations of the society that they've been brought in, brought up in, and the things that are happening to them that are not necessarily chosen or their fault. So for me personally, I'm finding it an amazing experience and I'm really growing from it and I'm being able to figure out a lot more about my upbringing yeah. and about where I want to go and um, being able to share that with my peers and my family is phenomenal. Where do you want to go with it? I think for me, when I'm 40, which is in about seven years, excuse me, it's a moped, um, when, I, in, in, when I'm 40, I think I would like to be able to still be performing because music is my first love. But I'd also like to be in a situation where if somebody came to me and asked me for advice, I have letters after my name and I've qualified and got my degree and I could genuinely help them. I think, for me, what I've learned is that doing music and performing and being on stage is the same as hairdressing, is the same as therapy, is the same as giving somebody a big hug. I just want to make people feel good and I want to support them and I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And also, it's benefiting me at the same time. It's really, it's a win-win. So, interesting. great about it. Yeah, in- interesting you say win-win. Looking back now, you've done that at university. Um, how do you rate yourself now with what happened to you at The X Factor? There's no argument about your talent. And to me, you should have won without any shadow about it, but I've told you that a million times. Looking back now and knowing what you can help people with, do you see, would you have dealt with it differently if you'd have known what you know now? Absolutely. I think the skills that I've acquired through this training and by going through this university course, if I had them in 2011, I think it would have benefited me tenfold. Um, But I guess as we go through life, we pick up new skills and we learn things about ourselves that are beneficial to help us in moving forward. And for me now, when I look back at X Factor, I understand what happened and I respect it for what it was when I was 23. I'm now 33. So, so much has changed. How do you feel about every decade that passes? Do you feel like you become a completely new person? I, I learned from it, but I, I mean, before I knew you, I had my own TV series that was cancelled, me and six other comics, and it was cancelled Christmas Eve, and I lost a year's work because of it, because it was tied up with the wow. show. I could have, and I don't want to be dramatic, I could have quite happily left this earth. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I believe that careers, especially when you're doing something where your name is attached to it, and mm. you are the brand it can have that kind of grip on you. And yeah. if you're not in control of it and somebody else is making the decisions above you, it's very easy to disassociate from who you actually are to who everybody sees you as. So I can understand that. I can really understand that. Yeah, it was That's weird. Yeah, it was a weird time. Um, I came down to London, especially to see you and Gillian in Kinky Boots. I sat next door to um, uh, Rowan Atkins and his girlfriend, and his girlfriend said, if you don't start laughing, I'm going to walk out this <laughs> theatre. I'll never forget it as long as I live. That, uh, the audience from the moment it started till the moment it ended, what an exciting piece of theatre you were in. 
Oh, it was just magical. And we look back on it now. You know that album was nominated for a Grammy? Yeah. And I was talking to Julian about it. We were having a cup of tea the other day. <laughs> Can you believe that us two gays from Crosby have done so well? And we're on a Grammy-nominated album. Yeah. I, I don't think we give that enough, you know, mm. enough precedent. It needs to be literally raised up, and we need to be sharing this with our community. The show was incredible. The producers were incredible. The choreographer was incredible. The director, the musical director, everybody really put their heart and soul into yeah. that show, and it paid off. And we were best new musical for 2011. Uh, 2000, sorry, 2015, yeah. and it blew our minds. We were honestly blessed to be a part of it, and the fact that we've recorded it and it's down and it's on Spotify is the best because I will be singing something from Kinky yeah. Boots at <laughs> Bombdale Church, and I've been listening back to it, and honestly, i pulled out my heels, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to give that audience exactly what it is they're coming for. We're going to entertain we're going to give them joy, we're going to give them life, and we're going to reinvigorate theatre and bring it back so people can get back to normality. And this That's is going to be in everybody's talking about the musical on the 4th of September, two shows at the Bombdale Church, which is really, really cool. Uh, just before you go, and I'll let you get back to your holiday, I've got to say also, the best thing for Kinky Boots was when you showed me where your breasts came from, and it was all painted <laughs> on. It was very it's funny. On. It's always painted <laughs> on, and it will be again. So I'm doing a drag bingo for Sahir House, and we're it's a charity night, and I'm so excited to be doing that. That's going to be in Waterloo at the workshop on the 18th of September, and I'm so excited to be doing that. And my breasts will once again be painted on when I become Sissy Elliot and entertain the public. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Honestly, I'm worried about my feet. But other than that... It's amazing. Great. Marcus Collins, <laughs> thank you for talking to us, and thank you for staying sober. That's how important this interview was to him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Peter. Have a lovely evening. And you. Come on again, just before the bingo. I'd love to. If you enjoyed that podcast, please, why not subscribe? It costs you nothing at all, and we've got lots of people to listen to. Liverpool Live.